The following program contains nothing of any significance whatsoever. If you continue listening to this episode, the creators of this podcast are not responsible for what it might do to you, your health, or the health of others around you. Please only listen to this podcast while in your headphones because public broadcast of this podcast is completely prohibited by the NFL. America. America. Broadcasting with no real intentions from Fort Worth, Texas, it's RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast. Occurrence 37. It, yes, in a row. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> September 20th, 2015. In the year of the creature of a popular cheese is named after. What? A popular cheese is named after? I, th- I didn't have time to research this before. Research a... Uh, not as well-known goat fact All before right. we started. I, you know what? I'll look those up for you. I'll just email them to you. Oh. Yeah. How gracious of you. You're welcome. Greetings. RoboTuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa. Back again with that low-budget podcasting style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all the above. Take your pick. Joining me once again is my existing ro- everlasting romantic life partner, Shelly. Hi. And the newly elected president of Sealand, Special K. Kenneth. <laughs> Sealand? Yeah, you've never heard of Sealand? No. Sealand is this um, podium. It's uh, basically. It's an abandoned. Uh, it's an abandoned uh, helicopter pad. No, it's not a helicopter pad. Or it was like Air Force pad from, uh, or some kind of military post from World War II. And a guy went over to it and claimed it as his and created his own country. All right. And he made himself king of it and his wife queen of it. And he has sons that are uh, princes. And you can buy par- portions of it and you can buy titles. So you can be a duke or a duchess of Sealand. I want to be a duchess. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is that we never knew about the municipality or principality of Sealand until we watched an anime called Hitalia. <laughs> which is which is hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's pretty tongue in cheek. It's basically a, it's a retelling of, uh, all the world power or all of the world powers, um, from World War Two on. Some even pre some of the, uh, stories even predate that. But it's every country is represented by a, um, young adult, uh, male. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, and they all have their own stereotypical like tendencies that you hear about from the, the from the countries, like like Canada. They call him Canadian or something like that. Yeah, or America, and he looks just like the character that plays America, <laughs> except he's a lot more timid. And, and his hair is is darker. Yeah, and um, the guy that the, and the guy that plays America, he's just like, hey, well, I'm super cool. I love fast food and. Video games and scary movies and and everybody hates America. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, but uh, we we Shelly and I finished watching all of the oh shit we got a voicemail. Um, we finished watching all of the episodes on Netflix quite a while back, but it's still going. <laughs> it's pretty it's, it's pretty damn entertaining and it. And what's funny is that if you pay close enough attention to the subtleties in the show, it actually reflects real-life historical facts. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what, what, what are you showing me? Hold on a second. Oh, someone's okay. Someone's at the Hang door. on. Pause. Some, we have a visitor. It's Markham. Today when we were at the... Uh, we went to a uh, flea market. They had little baby pigs and goats, and okay. I wanted a pig. What? What did I miss? I didn't even I see. I was just talking about the flea market. Okay. What? Okay. So cool. We got a voicemail. Uh, we'll play that in a little bit for you guys. All right. So where were we? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
you and I went and traipsed through quite a few flea markets today. So we went down to Conroe to see your mama. Yeah. So you could cut her hair and I did some grunt work and I hurt my wrist, but I think I'll be okay. It actually feels a lot better today. It's from lifts, lifting one of those industrial like high power fans I was going to use to divert smoke from like a 600 pound grill <laughs> that your mom's husband has. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we also got some pretty kick-ass Star Wars toys too. I got a Y-wing from the return from 1983 as a copyright date. What else did we get? We got a couple other um, things. We got a piggy bank with C-3PO, C-3PO and R2D2. Hold on a second. What is it? What's up? Oh. Yeah, pizza's in the in the no, fridge, he wants dude. Oh, the Y-wing. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's right there. It's oh, it's r- it's right there behind me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Kenneth? Kenneth, are you still there? We lost him. Oh. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we got, the, we got the te- that talking piggy bank. You press, you insert coins or you put money into it. And you hear the main Star Wars theme playing. And then you hear um, C-3PO. They'll say, I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations. And this is my concept out, R2-D2. Now, we also got something that's not Star Wars related, but we're going to turn it into something that is Star Wars related. We got one of those hanging pot holders, and we're going to be uh, making it making it look like a TIE fighter. Yeah. Out of, uh, we're going to get some, I lost him. We're going to get some, some board and get it cut out perfectly so it looks like a TIE fighter. That is going to be kick ace. Yo. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun, and and this trip down was actually seemed like it didn't take as long for us to get there. I think it's because we left a lot earlier than we usually do. We left at like six o'clock in the morning yesterday, and we came back today about noon. And actually, the the drive back wasn't too bad either. What do you think, Kenneth? <laughs> I just got back on. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> I know it's okay because we were talking about our trip. Down to see your mother and the stuff that we got. I don't know about the Y wing. That's that's when it. Oh, okay. Me off. Yeah. Well, we got a pot holder, like one of those ones um, that holds all your pots and pans, and we're gonna take some uh, like board, some sort of particle board, I guess, and we're gonna um, design it so that it looks like an X wing. That sounds cool. I thought it was I mean, gonna not be an a, ti- no, a tie, tie fighter. fighter. I'm yeah, sorry, a tie, tie fighter. fighter. Yeah. Did you it, talk to uh, Jim about the, the the setting up that glass? We did. Yeah. We did. Now we have to be really specific to what we give him though, because he has no knowledge of Star Wars whatsoever. That's okay. I sent him so, everything. Yeah, but it was cool. It's like we showed him a lot of our ideas and what we kind of wanted to do because we want to do a space battle and we at least want to include the Millennium Falcon, uh, Tie Fighters, and X Wings and maybe what some Y Wings if we can find it. But um, we showed him. The, we showed him a lot of the pictures online, and he said that he can, he can, you know, definitely work with some of the stuff that we gave him. Yeah. As far as the picture, as long as it has an outline. That's cool. I'm glad that's gonna work out. Thank you, Kenneth, for that suggestion. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the end product is eventually. And what another thing that's cool about this Y-wing toy is that it has batteries in the bottom. So I don't know what it does electronically, or if he even works. But tried, I think that's pretty badass. Have you tried in the, getting in the battery drawer and looking to see? Uh, it takes C's, two C batteries, and we don't have any of those. Oh, okay. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but that's really all we had going on for this week. It was our trip and some toys. Uh, Special K, how was your week, man? Uh, my week was, uh, was okay. I uh, launched a website for my job that is three weeks overdue, so that's done. Oh, good. Yeah, and you're still employed as a result. That's always a good thing. So I'm happy to report that I don't have to mess with that anymore. Awesome. Hey, you got any jokes for the week? Oh, got quite a few. Had them all pulled up. Then my computer restarted. So give me a second. (laughs) What else happened to you this week while you're looking? Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, Other than binging and purging, that's a norm for you. <laughs> binging and purging, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Wow. All right, I found my jokes. Yay. Um. 
You say yay now until I read them. You previewed some of them earlier. I thought they were pretty damn funny. Some of them were. <laughs> okay. Your boy's having too much fun with that Y-wing. I know. He's excited. What's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? What? You can unscrew a light bulb. Oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where'd my stuff go? What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? What? A lithotopus. Yeah. <laughs> what do a penis and a Rubik's Cube have in common? What? The more you play with it, the harder it gets. <laughs> what does one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? What? How's it going up there? <laughs> if we don't get some support, people will think we're nuts. <laughs> I didn't hear you tell that one earlier. <laughs> What's the best part about gardening? What? Getting down and dirty with your hose. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I up in... Okay, go ahead. Okay. How is your girlfriend like a laxative? How? They both irritate the shit out of you. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that. I want to sleep in my bed tonight. (laughs) Nice. It's really Shelly's bed. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> Homosexual dinosaur megasaur. Is that the only other sticks you had, Markham? What? Where are the other three sticks? Oh no, th- that that was those are the only five that came with it. Oh. Yeah, that didn't come. Yeah. She's talking about the Y wing, like at the back part of it. The engines have like five little or four little beams on the back where the jets are and the toy only came with five of them which means that you can put all of one piece on but the other side only has one connecting piece that's right we could probably find some of those yeah that's okay all right why did you put lol in the chat room because he said homosexual dinosaur megasaurus oh i get it i didn't have a chance to really look yeah, that's great. Uh, well, last night, had I been in town, I would have made every effort to attend the biggest fundraiser to date for local radio station, 97.5, uh, The Pirate. For those that don't know about it, that are in the... That is annoying the crap out of me. Uh, the 97.5 um, radio station, they are a Fort Worth-based station that's... Uh, short-range wave, uh, the short-range transmitter that is devoted solely to, well, m- mostly to local business and the local com- um, community. Um, Jeff the Lord's podcast, the Funky Town podcast, is actually one that one of their regular programming on there. And um, last night was their biggest fundraiser concert to date, to date at the Live Oak. Um, our friends on there, the Phantom Sensation, uh, which is Zach, who's been on our show before, that's his other band, uh, they played last night, and so did a lot of other bands. Uh, Hightower, The Cutthroat Finches, Katsuk, which they're badass. Oh, I love Katsuk. Yeah. Uh, we played with them back at the Curtain Club, and I thought they should have been the headlining act. Yeah. They, they were incredible. In fact, their singer submitted, he wrote a song and submitted it to New Line Cinema in a contest to see if it would get played on the ending credits of the last Hobbit movie, Battle of Five Armies. It didn't oh. make it though. Um, Billy oh, Boy. I'm very surprised because yeah, their music is really yeah. They sharp. were like super talented, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, it didn't make the cut, and they went with uh, Billy Boyd, the the guy that played uh, P- Pippin mm-hmm. from the Lord of the Rings movies. It was a song that he sung. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if he wrote it or not. Anyway, we also had them, and like I said, the Phantom Sensation, uh, Jacob Fur, and Sally Majestic. Um, Last I looked on their Facebook page, they they had a pretty good result from uh, from what they raked in at the concert and the, their other fundraisers that they've had to date. Um, don't know if it's a hundred percent go at this point with their live with their long range transmitter. That would be awesome if it did though, because you know that's it's not every day that is the local grassroots station like this that's solely devoted to local music for their main programming really gets this kind of exposure and this opportunity to reach such a wide audience. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of the people running that station and what they're trying to do. I know, I know Jeff, the Lord is too. So anyway, I so would have been there if I, if it, if I was in town. So, but anyway, uh, so I just want to say that, uh, check out 90, uh, Actually, you don't have to be local to the area if you want to listen to their programming. If you just look up 97.5 KFTW, uh, also known as The Pirate, you can listen to their live programming. Hope to hear great stuff coming from them. Why am I getting so many blips here? I'm getting more voicemail? We're getting more voicemails? Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. All right. Sounds like we uh, need to listen to our voicemails. Yeah, I think... uh, What... Kenneth, what the fuck are you doing in the chat room, man? How do you... Okay, why don't you just tell the joke on, on air instead of just putting it in there where nobody could see it except for <laughs> those that are in there? Well, then that gives them more incentive to be in the chat room, doesn't it? All right, well, it fine. It does. Oh, look, we got two people from elsewhere listening. I see three. All right, fine. I'll, I'll read it then if you won't. <laughs> uh, how do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? How? Call her and tell her about it. That's right. She'll whoop your ass. <laughs> Funny. Whip it. Whip it, yo. Cool. Oh, man, I'm going to have so much editing to do on this one. Okay, so, Kenneth, have you ever heard that, that song, Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay? Yes. Okay, so I, I was looking at the internet and I saw this sign, and it said, um, Watch Me Snip, Watch Me Space Bay. Oh, my God. It was on a, <laughs> it was on a uh, animal hospital sign. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. Matt didn't know. He's never heard that song. He's never heard it? Never, I'm sure he's No, heard no. It. I, yeah, and you were really surprised that I never heard of it either. I know. It was weird. What is that noise? Because it's all over commercials and stuff like that. All right, let's play some voicemails. Yo. Hey, I hope it's not too late to... Uh call this is your podcasting ally jeff lord and it's getting crazy outside it's dark it's windy the weather's changing the city is doomed our heroes have fallen i guess tony romo's out or something i don't know i'm not watching football this year so just keep it topical romo's out boohoo um yeah man i'm tired went to the south side pirate thing last night. Hey, in the mid-cities right there, check out 97.5 FM, see if you can pull it in. There's a couple of guys in Richland Hills that are actually able to get it a little bit fuzzy, so you might be able to get the power out there in your neighborhood. So, uh, man, do I have any news? Any news? I don't have any news. No news. I really enjoyed your uh, parody song last week, dude. I thought that was freaking genius. I laughed. Nicely done. And, I don't know, man. I guess that's it. I have no thoughts to ponder on or no news to do or anything. I just not doing a podcast tonight because I did some recording last night and now I'm kind of like I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm going to go to 1912 and see me motor scooter and igneous room playing a little while. So support local music. Bye. That was Jeff the Lord. Jeff Lord. Yes, it was. Uh, letting us know about more about his uh, stuff at ninety-seven point five. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that would that would be cool if um, if we could get on there. But at the same time, we would have to censor ourselves big time because I know Jeff does. He has to keep a squeaky clean show for FCC regulations, but that's okay. So we got a, one other here. T- we got one other here too. Wonder who it's from. I don't know. Hold on, and we'll find out. A-I-O-U and sometimes Y. A-I-O-U and sometimes Y. A-I-O-U and sometimes Y. What the hell? Uh- I think that was Zach Zaintish from the Phantom Sensation and I Happy Am. He flies off the rails. Are like, you sure it was him? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't. I'll have to look up this number that it came from after the sh- after our show because I don't I don't recognize it at all. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was. All right, 
So, yes, thank you for the voicemails this week, Jeff the Lord and Zach, if that was you, Zach. Um, Man, if this was a visual show. Oh, I know. I know. So, all right. We got a couple di- different things that we wanted to talk about today. Um, let's hit the more cryptic haha, one next. Something called cryptids that well, you wanted to... Well, that's going to be part of my news. Oh, it is? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about CTE. Okay, yeah, I've got that in the, the head trauma thing. That's CTE. CTE. Yeah. Kit. CTE is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. And basically, it's a form of encephalopathy that is a progressive degenerative disease. And it's caused by multiple head trauma occurrences. And? And this is the part where you come in and talk about. Oh, yeah. This is. (laughs) Okay. Well, shit. It's like you're always harping on me because I'm interrupting you. Pulling my, my host rank on you all the time. Whatever. Oh, well, at least that that's what you Are we being too nice to each like. other? Are you trying to argue with me? That's what people you like about us. You want a piece of me? Um, I get a piece of you all the, all Whatever. the time. Whatever. <laughs> okay, but anyway, <laughs> the reason why we brought this up is somehow yesterday on the way down to your mom's house, we got talking, we were talking about, I don't I don't know if it was athletes or this person in, in general. Yeah, it was. I've, I've read a, uh, an article about how football players, when they die, uh, they do forensic testing on their brains. Yeah, not, it's part of their autopsy. Yeah, yeah. And to find out what, what was causing problems within them. And they're finding that, each, that there's more players that have CTE than don't. Like, um, out of 87 people... Uh, 78 people had, or or more than that, had CTE that were football players. That's crazy. And you got to consider the, the safety standards, too, that they have to, you know, that they abide by. They're saying 96% of deceased NFL players end up with CTE. Kenneth, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. Um, and one thing that I brought up in this exact condition is a... Le- a this dead wrestler named Chris Benoit. I can't remember what year he died. I think it was 2007 or 2008. Um, but he is the wrestler that was known for killing not only his wife, his daughter, and then he committed suicide by strangling himself with his uh, weight set cord. And a lot of wrestlers, even before the, the results on his autopsy were concluded... A lot of the wrestlers um, speculated whether it was the results of head injuries because the stunts that he used to choreograph for himself just were just ridiculous of the amount of punishment that he put himself through and the, the, the types, you know, the, the size and the blunt objects that he got hit with in the head over and over and over again. So... Anyway, it's the same. It's that same condition, though. CTE. That's what he had after they... That's what they found out that he had after they... Did they finish the autopsy on him? What were you saying, Kenneth? Thought uh, that wrestler had roid rage. No, it was not roid rage. It was CTE. Because I looked up the I looked up the story on when they did the autopsy, uh, and um, the actual NFL or not NFL the um the, the WWE the WWE I guess doctors from that some doctors that were researching CTE requested permission from his father to do the uh, test on his brain, and they found that he had CTE in every part of his brain. Every part of his brain had CTE. Are we playing this as kind of like remembrance music right now? Where is that coming from? Oh, is that for me? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, what the hell was that? I thought we were getting really spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, you know, I, I didn't know if that was supposed to. CTE is a really bad disease. It's really bad. Okay. <laughs> Shit. All right. Anyway, so. I was trying to look up the um, side effects of CTE. Oh, okay. And some of it, see, it, it, it mimics dementia. And is killing your family one of those side effects? Yes, killing your doing things that are crazy are part of the side effects. Mm-hmm. 
and it was totally premeditated too because he sent uh, he sent um, text messages to the WWE uh, talent like talent representation group saying that tell the police um, that they'll need to be at my house in about an hour and he gave and he gave them their address too. So yeah, but maybe he was killing himself at that point. Maybe it wasn't premeditated. Oh, oh, you mean at what point he sent it? Yeah, I that I don't know. Yeah, maybe he killed them and then was like, "Oh God, what did I do?" And then he sent them that and then killed himself. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, sad story. Still breaks my heart to this day. Mm. Of course, I wasn't really a. I was out of wrestling by the time that that story happened. In fact, I've been out of wrestling since, I think, 1994 or so, or 95. Yeah. But before then, that's before I picked up the guitar, that's what I wanted to be was a pro wrestler. Have I ever told you this? Yes. Yeah, I have. I don't, I don't think our listeners know, though. That you wanted to be a pro wrestler? Yeah, that was, my, that was my original dream. Some of our listeners would think that you were a LARPer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just a hobby, and it was a very short-lived one. It's Star Wars LARPer. <laughs> actually, it wasn't even that. I've told the story before. You, I know. Yeah, but oh, actually, not on here, but on other podcasts. You'll have to figure out which one. <laughs> you ha- remember, I told you you could say it twice. I know, but I'm not going to say it now. Why? Because you I want to s- put the chains on Robo Dude. Well, yeah, that, and I don't. I want to stay with him my allotment. Are you afraid? No. Are I'm you afraid you'll have to put money in here? No. If you want me to put money in there, I can. Kenneth, you're being real quiet. Kenneth, you there? Okay, there you are. Cool. Okay. All right. So yeah. Uh, next, uh, cryptids. Did you want to touch on that no, next? No, that's not what we're touching on. God, next. why? Why did you not confirm this with me before I, I called did. out our agenda? No, I you didn't. Did. I did. No, I told you, you that's part of my news, and you need to sh- fuck up and just move on to the other thing. You should. Well, like what the uh, Talia. The, uh, all right, what about Talia Lavin? Can I talk about her? Is uh, that okay? I don't know anything about her. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have to ask you permission. This is my show, damn it. That's weird how we had this, this uh, you know, get-together early thing so we'd be a little more organized. <laughs> and then we start talking and we realized we really just didn't listen to each other the whole time we that's, were trying to be organized. That's because he doesn't listen to me. You don't listen to him either, apparently. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. Jesus Christ. All right. So, a woman from New York that is a fact checker, checker for the New York Post had her five minutes of fame this week. Um, Talia Lavin. It was a contestant on Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but yeah, that that was audio from a very well-known Saturday Night Live skit from 1999 in which Norm Macdonald played Burt Reynolds and changed his uh, name on the show to Turd Ferguson. Shove <laughs> Trebek. <laughs> that was my favorite moment of that skit. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, Final Jeopardy comes around. She is doing poorly. She only has $600 on the board. And the last question, or the I'm sorry, the last answer was this song was um, given, was nominated for and won a Grammy in the year 1999 and was about censorship. And the final and the televised version, performed version, had to have some of the lyrics censored and they had to name the name of the song. The, the, na- the, the answer was, what is Blame Canada? This was a song, one of the songs from the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Well, she had no idea what the answer was. So, <laughs> so her answer for the final Jeopardy, or her question to the final Jeopardy answer was, what is the love ballad of Turd Ferguson? P.S. Hi, Mom. <laughs> that shit went viral the next the day after it aired. That was so funny. I just <laughs> laughed and laughed because I've watched those. Kenneth, you said that's your favorite. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live skits. Is the is the Jeopardies. Do you know that there are a ton of those skits? There are a ton of the Jeopardy skits with Will Ferrell. 
Yeah. And I have watched all of them and laughed and laughed and laughed. They are my They're favorite. They're so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that one was one of my fi- my favorite ones. On <laughs> that I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something about Will Ferrell. That, that guy can act. I don't, he can. I, I don't care if he is being a goofy guy or being just, uh, you know, like his movie... Um, uh, we, I talk about it all the time. You guys have never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he hears uh, the narrator, Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, yeah. I've got it on DVD. I've yeah. never watched it. I've never seen it either. It is. It is. So he is such a good actor. It's crazy. Because he could be so goofy and, uh, and, and still be so serious at times. It's just, it's amazing. One of the things huh? that, because Matt and I were at my mom's house and uh, we w- I'm sorry, Robo Tuner <laughs> and I were at my mom's house. Where to get him off? And we were watching uh, Blades of Glory. Glory. <laughs> and I noticed that Will Ferrell had a scar on his stomach. And I was like, that's weird. I've never noticed that before, right? So I was, I looked it up because I thought, well, maybe he had um, surgery, surgery or something. Yeah. Like maybe he had his. Uh, appendix out or something like that. Turns out he had pyloric stenosis. What is that? Is, it's basically a, an obstruction in your bowels when you're a baby and they do surgery on it to remove the, the obstruction. That's crazy. Yeah. And he didn't even know it was a scar. That's the craziest part. He knew he had pyloric stenosis but he didn't understand that that three-inch scar across his stomach was a scar from the surgery. Is Dang. that weird? That is weird. And I never noticed that before. Actually, you were the one that noticed that yesterday when it showed that close-up mm-hmm. during their, um, well, their skating practice. Uh, one of those scenes in the movie. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thanks for that go-to, Kenneth. Because we were, we were going to go to that. So you, you made it easy. Oh, you're welcome. That transition. Yeah. We we don't have to be good at transitions. That's why this is a low budget podcast. Woot woot. <laughs> All right. So there's one last there's one last thing that we wanted to that I wanted to talk about before we get to trivia. Trivia or news? Uh I thought Okay. Oh, damn it. Damn it. Because you said that the cryptids and the headtron was gonna be part of your news. No, my news is the cryptids. The pooping bug burglars, pooping burglary suspect, and the drunk cowboy. Are we on a theme here? Seems like every week you have a story about somebody pooping. Hey, it's Florida. I can't help Florida. I can't help them. I don't want to help Florida. I, I thought the last one was uh, not in Florida. It was in Kentucky or something. That was two weeks ago. Pooping for pop cans. Yeah, that no, was. That was Portland. Or- that was Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Last week, I talked about. I did the Kim Davis song, and that was a clerk from Kentucky. That kept okay. on denying the same sex so marriages. So, what did you want to talk about? Um, just one last one, and and this one may we we may get into this one for a while because this is Muppets or Jim Henson's Muppets versus the Sesame Street Muppets. You and I had a pretty. You and I had a pretty in depth conversation on the way to your mom's house about this. Yeah, because I totally remember seeing Miss Piggy on Sesame Street. Like, there was a little skit between Miss Piggy and uh, Kermit the Frog. And I was like, I know Miss Piggy was on Sesame Street. And I also really felt like Fozzie the Bear was on Sesame Street, too. Kenneth, do you do you remember them ever being on Sesame Street? Um, I vaguely, vaguely remember. Right. Guess what? They have what? never been on Sesame Street. Miss Piggy, Fozzie the Bear, Gonzo, um, who else? Beaker. Yeah, all the ones from the Muppet Show and the Muppet movies. Have never been on Sesame Street. Only Kermit the Frog. Is that, like, shocking to you? Because it is to me. It is. I I have vivid... Memories of them being on that show. I remember Gonzo being on there. Yeah. But maybe I, you know, maybe I'm just mixing up my. Was Grover the one that had the fly in his suit, or was it Gonzo? No, that was Grover, no, and Grover, Grover was only on a Sesame Street Muppet. I know. Well, they yeah. kind of both did have. Well, Gon, uh, Grover was a superhero. I thought. Yeah. I thought Grover was the Super Mater Grover. D. He was. He Grover. So who was at the table? Grover was like 
is like the modern day person who can't hold a job because he had how many different jobs? For real. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was a flight attendant. He was a fast food crew member. He was a waiter. He was, well, yeah, he was Super Grover too. Oh, hell, I don't know what else he did. He didn't do construction oh, okay. though. Biff and Sully did that. That that guy had brown hair and he had a blue face. And he was like, there's a fly in my throat. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Fat Blue, I think, is what he was called commonly, but that wasn't his actual Muppet name. I can't remember. Huh. No, it but does. What? What did you find out? Something good, I hope. Or maybe not. Wait a minute. What? Uh, I'm reading here. Miss Piggy is. played. Miss Piggy was on Sesame Street. Right. But you know what? There on Wikipedia, Matt's favorite go-to says she was never on Sesame Street. Well, it's funny. I'm on Wikipedia right now, and it says that she was. She played a, a role as um, what was it, Snow White? I think is what I just read. And then here's Gonzo, who hypnotizes himself on Sesame Street. Hmm. Wow. Those, See, that's those must have, those must have been like one-time cameos. I'm wondering. No, I think yeah, they were. I mean, I'm telling you, I remember seeing them maybe once, maybe twice, but I. Yeah, because I remember Kermit used to. Kermit was a regular in the seventies and early eighties. Yeah, he was a news reporter. Yeah, and wasn't Miss Piggy on there as his his person too? I n- as a news reporter. I never remember seeing her on Sesame I don't Street. Know. Yeah, she Ms. was. Miss Piggy is a is a Muppet character introduced in nineteen seventy four and made famous by her role for ins- uh, her role on Sesame Street. See, in a Muppet skit. 1971 featured Snow White. Oh, and Gonzo the Great hypnotized himself on Sesame Street. And let me see. See, I'm telling you. And the chef was on Sesame Uh, Street because you know that one, two, three, where you count to ten? Yeah. What? And he's he's carrying those pies. And, like, he falls and all the pies go to the floor and he gets all upset. I never saw that one. That was... Was that from the skit? The Sesame Street episode? Uh, no, it led me to believe it was, but it, that looks awful lot like the Hen- uh, Jim Henson show. Oh, okay. Well, what, the Muppet show? One Muppet thing, show. One thing that I do know for sure, despite any, appearance, any appearances by Jim Henson's creations that were not originally intended for Sesame Street, is that the rights to the individual Muppet characters were made separate. Like, all you know, Kermit, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, um, you know, all the, all the regular ones that you s- remember from the Muppet Show, and then the ones on Sesame Street that are predominantly on Sesame Street: Big Bird, Oscar the Grouch, Gringetta, um, Snuffy. All them them are owned by Children's Television Workshop. Well, now Sesame Workshop. So yeah, they're the ones that own the the specific ex- rights to them. So that mm-hmm. I do know. So weird yeah big bird did make an appearance on the muppet show he did I yeah sh- i've got the picture right here and he and he had a cameo in the muppet movie hey it says here that there was a skit with with miss piggy in the background hmm but she never uh, was actually on sesame street yeah see i'm telling you it's weird because i remember them being there but they have never been on sesame street I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have Muppet Wiki. They have a Muppet Wiki, and it says, waka, dis- waka, waka. Despite misconceptions and rumors to the contrary, Miss Piggy has never appeared on Sesame Street. Kermit the Frog is well known for many appearances on Sesame Street. Miss Piggy and her Muppet show co-hosts, Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, Bunsen, and Beaker, Animal, and others have not appeared on the long-running PBS children's show. Except for Ralph. Ralph was on the pilot of of Sesame Street. Yeah. The I've dog, s- Ralph the dog. I've yeah. seen that I've seen that on YouTube actually. I was just curious to see what what it was. See, and so what characters were on your it. Your little Wikipedia bullcrap, Matt. It's stupid. Well, you looked at the Muppets Wikia. Yeah, well Kenneth looked at Miss Piggy's or whatever. Which one did you look at? Uh Miss Piggy Wikipedia, I don't know. And it said she was. Bam. It's still my favorite source. Whatever. Flawed or not. So you can suck it. It's easier. You suck it. I don't want to suck it. 
<laughs> so they're moving uh, Sesame morning. Street to HBO. That's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, Kenneth? I heard that. Kenneth. Yes. Matt wants you to suck it. <laughs> oh, Matt's just going to have to be disappointed. <laughs> I don't want him to anyway. But yeah, I did. I did actually hear that, Kenneth. And it was something about... I don't know exactly how the deal went down, but they made the decision. Well, Sesame Workshop made this decision as kind of like a pilot thing because of the way that the masses are getting away from just like turning on their TV and watching programs as they air. Or just um, yeah. a lot more people are di- accessing you know shows digitally now, and they they use yeah. HBO as, a, as the test platform, if you will, to see how it goes. So they're moving you know, to HBO? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, well, it's going to be the same show except for excessive language and nudity. <laughs> what? Uh, it's going to be the same exact show we remember, except there's going to be a lot more excessive language and nudity. Yeah, I heard you, man. <laughs> I'm so confused. And, and it's still going to be on PBS also, but it'll, the, new, the new episodes are going to... Aaron HBO first and then on PBS. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a test platform thing to see how the the whole you know streaming uh, episode thing does. Is it gonna come on after nine o'clock at night? I don't know. No, they they have children's programming on HBO. It's mm-hmm. terrible though. HBO really needs probably needs this. Mm. I mean, but you know, it's kind of sad because I grew up watching Fraggle Rock, Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock. Yeah, Fraggle Rock was on HBO originally. Mm-hmm. But but our kids, my kids, they didn't grow up, you know, watching Sesame Street. At least the well, you know, I think Clayton and my my oldest Clayton and Justin, they they did. But I don't think Amber and I know Amber and Alex didn't grow up watching Sesame Street. And unfortunately, Alex grew up watching SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got. They grew up watching the the what is it that those weird ass. Uh, Don't say Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. And you know that weird uh, Buddha looking. God, my my dad bought Alex one. Uh, oh my gosh. One. B-ball. B-ball. What? I never heard of that one. Oh, my one. gosh. That was so freaking scary. What the hell is B-ball? Oh, I was like, that's a scary thing. Do I want to know? It's just a little alien guy, and he would say, B-ball. Hold on. I got, I got a clip. I've got a clip. Mm, God. Imagine a toy that goes off by itself in the middle of the night. Now that would get on my nerves. That now, I can withstand that for a little while, but what I can't fucking withstand is Chica. That damn squeaking chick puppet from Sprout. And it sounds like a, one of those stupid squeaky dog toys that you just squeeze over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I've never heard of Chica. Yeah. Give me Big Bird any day. Oh, yeah. Big Bird's awesome. You know, Carol Spinney still performs as him, I think. You sure Chica wasn't moved over to and, Five Nights at Freddy's? And Oscar? <laughs> Wait, actually, no. I take that back. I, I think he just recently retired. I think they put Chica on Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I've never played those games. Yeah, it just, the Chica yeah. and the the bird on Five Nights at Freddy's look exactly the same. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I'm so they're saying that the biggest reason why Sesame Street's moving to HBO is because they are broke. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, Sesame Workshop? Sesame Workshop yeah. has been operating at a loss in the recent years, $11 million in 2014. And the new something. deal will allow it to deliver twice as much content plus a Muppet spinoff. That would be awesome. That would. Speaking of Muppets, um, their, their new show's uh, premiering this week. Yep, Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday at 7 Central. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to watch it. I'm going to have to catch it on Hulu because that's as soon as I take my daughter home. Yeah, actually, no, no, wait. I seven? watching The Muppet Show and Mark Hamill being on there. Yes, I remember that one. 
That one was one of my favorites. I will have to watch it on Hulu because I have lab. Yeah. And actually, is it 30 minutes or an hour? Because if it's 30 minutes, I may... Be, wait, no, I can't. She has Girl Scouts. It's an yeah. hour, babe. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to catch it on Hulu the next day. Yeah. Oh, well. Or just, uh, you know, get it off of the internet. I'll have to catch Gotham on Hulu also because I'm sure I'm going to be spending all night editing tonight's show <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, well. So. Yeah. All right. So I think now we can finally go to news stories. So anyway, um, our first stories are going to be about cryptids because we're getting closer to Halloween. So I want to talk about some scary stuff. So number five on our list is the Enfield Horror. Cryptids? Cryptids. Cryptids. Uh, its habitat was in Enfield, Illinois. Uh, the first sighting was in 1973, and it was a possible man- mammal. The reason it's so scary is it was re- reported a superhuman ability to jump huge distances and a record of the creature leaving deep, deep six-toed claw marks on a house. And then, um, if that's not enough, the eyewitness description of the beast is just as chilling as it reads. It had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms, two pink eyes as big as the flashlights. It stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. It was trying to get into the house. It had pink eyes. (laughs) So that's number five. Number four, the Flatwoods Monster. The habitat was Braxton County, West Virginia. The first sighting was in 1952. How many hicks do they have? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> people think it <laughs> people think it was possibly extraterrestrial. Um why it is so scary hideous hissing an unexplained sickening metallic stench and a height of 10 foot puts the flatwood monster firmly in terrifying territory the number three the loveland frog its habitat was loveland ohio first spotted in 1955 the biological class is amphibian the reason it's so scary is although not no threatening behavior has been reported from the Loveland frog, the visual description of the beast is pretty vile. The creature was three to four feet tall, 50 to 75 pounds, leathery skin, possibly wet, matted hair on its body that made it look textured, possible tail, a head and face like a frog or lizard, and could leap over the road's guardrail. Neat. Uh, Number two, Beast of Bray Road. Its habitat was Elkhorn, Wisconsin. First spotted late in the 1980s. It's possible main mammal. Um, And it looks like a werewolf. That's why it's scary. And our number one cryptid for this show is... The Ninjin. The Pacific Ocean is its habitat. Is that, a, is that a verb? Like if I go ninja at night? Um, <laughs> I mean, you could probably use it as a verb, but... You'd be the best one since Chris Farley. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean is its habitat. It was first spotted in 1990. Its biological class is possibly a marine mammal. The ninja's sheer size and slightly humanoid features make it a chilling unknown. Descriptions of the creature who has been spotted by Japanese fishermen reads, It is a humongous, blubbery, whale-like creature whose smooth, pale form vaguely resembles the head and torso and appendages of a human being. So it is Chris Farley. Well, possibly. Many observers have also reported that these animals have no distinct facial features, save for two huge eyes and a mouth-like slit. That is, and I'm looking at a picture of it, and it is freaking huge. It, it's almost like, uh, oh, the thing from uh, Clash of the Titans. Does it throw little metal stars? No. <laughs> Hide in the dark? No. No. Okay. I'm trying to think of what thing from Clash of the Titans you're. The 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 creature at the end. 
At the very the end? Turn, which, which Clash of the Titans? The original. That was in the uh, high... Damn, it's been so long since I've seen it. Because I remember they yeah, killed... The, the, gar- the gargoyle or... or gorgon. Gorgon. Whatever it is. It's not a gargoyle. I know, it's a... Go- whatever it is. It's the guardian of, of the sea. Of the sea, yeah. I was going to say Poseidon, but it wasn't a god. No, Poseidon let it out. Yeah. And they, he held up Medusa's head to... Perseus held up Medusa's head to kill it. Yeah. And turn it to stone. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck if he had it turned the wrong way? <laughs> <laughs> How it should have ended. Oh, shit. We got it. I wonder if one of those exists for that movie. That would be funny. It would have been... What was that dude's name? Perseus. Who was the hero? Oh, uh, Perseus, played by Harry Hamlin. Yeah, if he turned himself into stone, they'd be like, don't pull a Perseus. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Jeez. The, was it the Kraken? Yeah, the Kraken. That's it. It was the Kraken. Yep. Kraken. And that's a good rum, too. Mm-hmm. All right. So, pooping burglary. I can't say this word. Pooping burglary suspect caught brown-handed. Ew. Uh, Ew. Oh, why would somebody label that that? So, you would break into the house and then take a dump to leave your mark? Yeah, but why would he be caught? That could be DNA tested. Why would his hand be brown? Ew. Maybe he got caught brown-handed. That's what they said. (laughs) Maybe they didn't have toilet paper and he had to be a man and use his hand. Ew. Okay, well, police said he's... Or maybe he found a Jedi fountain in one of them. Ew. Police (laughs) said his soiled pants matched the defecation on the bar floor. A Florida man... Here we go, Florida... A Florida man suspected of breaking into a bar to steal alcohol and defecating on the floor has been allegedly caught with his pants down. Collier County deputies responded to a 911 call Tuesday evening about a possible burglary at Joey D's, an East Naples restaurant. Deputies investigating the scene noted thousands of dollars in damage to computers, monitors, and the cash register. There was also human feces on the bar floor. A large bottle of Sambuca was next to the poop, according to the Naples Herald. Outside of the bar, police found the man, suspected of being the pooping perp, Robert Predmore, 60, was unconscious and smelled of alcohol and feces. Officers noted his pants were soiled with feces and put two and number two together. (laughs) (laughs) According to the police report. Uh oh, my God. I see what they did there. (laughs) (laughs) Police claim they found a backpack belonging to Predmore containing several prescription pill bottles and a clear plastic baggie with marijuana inside. Fredmore was taken to Naples Community Hospital. He was later booked on charges of burglary, criminal mischief, possession of marijuana, and remains in the Collier County Jail on $12,000 bond. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Police put two and number two together. Mm. (laughs) Wow. I like that story. That's the best story since the Portland pooper. I know, right? Pooping Pooping for for pop pop cans. (laughs) That was great. Oh, wow. All right. So, last story. Drunk cowboy avoids DWI by hitching ride with horse. Just say nay to drunk driving. Nay. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I, don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's illegal to... I, I don't think you can be stopped for DUI or DWI if you're on a horse. I think it's only a motorized vehicle. Well, here you go. A Louisiana man avoided a DWI this week by getting a ride from the bar with a four-legged friend. Jake Williams was apprehended by law enforcement Tuesday while riding his horse Sugar down the side of a highway in the town of Watson. Williams had earlier driven his truck with Sugar riding in a horse trailer to a daiquiri shop, but upon leaving the place, he apparently found himself too intoxicated to drive, according to the station. When you get a little too too much to drink why not ride a horse he told the station it's safer that way the horse knows the way home (laughs) williams solution didn't go as planned however someone called the cops after noticing williams leaving the bar on the horse however since williams was not in a motorized vehicle deputies could not charge him with a dwi and instead gave him a ticket for public intoxication Whether or not an intoxicated horseback rider can receive a DUI or DWI charge varies from state to state. 
In 2012, for instance, a Florida man did receive a DUI charge along with an animal cruelty charge for allegedly riding a horse drunk. However, the state ultimately dropped those charges and he pleaded no contest to the lesser charge of obstructing an officer without violence and interfering with railroad tracks or equipment. Even in places where riding a horse while intoxicated is technically legal, like Montana, it's not a good idea. I wouldn't recommend that anyone does that, his attorney said. Jeez. Berger was speaking in response to a PSA produced by the Montana Department of Transportation, which featured a horse stopping in front of a bar to pick up a rider. The short video titled Sober Friend was meant as a metaphor to encourage people to find someone, preferably a human, to give them a ride home when intoxicated. That's insane. And that's all I got. Well, you know what? If I was in that situation, I had a horse available to me and I knew that there was no way I could drive myself home and no one was no one was available to take me home and I had to leave. I probably would have done the same thing. So that's all I was an animal cruelty to ride on back of a horse. Maybe he was whipping him. What if it was one of those horse like not not a horse whip, but one of those things that you smack on them to make them go. Kenneth, do you think it's animal cruelty to be whipped with a horse whip? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He, you just admitted what, why being you, an animal. Why do you, an animal. Why do you think that, Kenneth? Shut up, uh, I don't know. No, why? why? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of... You tell the story. No, I'm not. Yeah, you know why? Because you're the bitch in the story. That's why. <laughs> don't tell it. Why? Cause my sister hit me with a horse whip when I was little. I only hit you once. Twice. I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just playing. You also dropped a glass bottle on my head. Oh my god! Did oh it, my god! Did it shatter? No. Which made it hurt worse. Whatever. Let's move on to trivia. I want to push your birdcage down to the house that has all the feral cats hang out in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the night. You be quiet. Open the cage doors and just let them have their late night snack. You don't worry about snack. my birds. You don't worry about my birds. No, I, I not worry about them. I want them gone. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> they could care less about me. They, do you feed they them? only love me because I feed them. I and only when you ask me to. I want to do them on my own. All right, let's start trivia. You ready? Yeah, let's make it short because we're already over an hour. Okay. Number one. Number one. What major law was violated in the movie Smokey and the Bandit? Robotuner? Uh-huh. Speeding? No. Special K, uh, transporting alcohol in a non-alcoholic state? Yes. Correct. How crazy is that? I've never seen all that movie. That's why I just This guessed. was one of Kenneth's favorite movies when we were a kid. Oh, is it? Yeah. You know Jackie Gleason's in that movie, too? He was the yep. sheriff. He was the sheriff, yeah. All right, number two. And he hated the role, too. He thought it was so stupid. <laughs> it's one of the most memorable ones. What was Rizzo's real name in Greece? I don't know. I can't stand this movie. Crap. I don't know. I can't remember. Betty. Oh. Betty. I never would have guessed that. Betty. Don't you remember when um, her, the guy was like, Betty, Betty, remember? The, oh, never mind. No. No. <sighs> in Blazing Saddles, what is the last name of everybody in the town Robotuner. of Rockridge? Special K. Johnson. Yes. Except Bart, of course, because he's not from there originally. In Halloween, Michael Myers wore a Halloween mask of what? famous character oh I know this special K was it Jane Fonda no I can't, <laughs> I can't remember I don't even I don't even remember this though because it, or for the I, original or from the Rob Zombie remake somebody told me one time and I can't remember he what it is he painted it white what he painted it white well, what is it Captain T. Kurt from Star Trek that's what I heard, yeah. You James T. Kirk? Captain Kirk. Okay. I just said Captain T. Keek T. Kirk. Yeah. What does it matter? That's like saying... Quit being a poo face. God. 
she's one of those girls who goes to, you know, if they're giving out Star Trek glasses, she goes up there, I want one of them Star Wars glasses. No, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or you go up to William Shatner and say, hey, you played Captain T. Kirk, didn't you? <laughs> Y'all make me sad. <laughs> You're, you make us laugh, though. It's not even intentional. Moving on. In Animal House, what was Bluto's grade point average? I have no idea. I haven't seen this movie in years. Bluto? Bluto. Popeye? Bluto, not Pluto or whatever. His name is Bluto. I don't remember. 0.0. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Did he get frostbitten? Is that why they called him Bluto's? I don't remember. (laughs) The microphone's going up your nose. In Greece, no. What are you? What oh. are you shaking over there, Kenneth? Huh? Oh, it sounded like some. It sounded like you were shaking something just now, like a maraca or something that had sand in it. Yeah, that. Okay, in the film Young Girl. Frankenstein, what was the real life name of the young medical student who persisted on pronouncing Frankenstein as Frankenstein? Oh man, I don't know this one. Jeez. The real life name? Yeah. No idea. Jeff Bezos, founder and president, CEO of Amazon.com. What? Yep. Wow. Now you know. There's some trivia. Mm-hmm. All right. The second most hated employer in the entire world. Who was originally... Who was originally supposed to play Luke Skywalker in Star Wars? Oh, Jesus, man. Ah. No, I don't think it was Jesus. I don't think he should get that answer. No, I wasn't. That wasn't my answer, number one. Number two, I didn't say my name yet. (laughs) Does anyone know? Does anyone know? Oh, who was originally. Now, who auditioned or who was slated to? Who was slated to? Oh. Mmm. I have no idea. Kenneth? Uh, no idea. Yeah, I'm out on this one. Grant Goodeve, who couldn't because he was too busy with Eight is Enough. Eight isn't. I never Richie. watched that show. Huh? What's that? That's the, isn't that the oldest son? I, I don't know. That, I remember Dick Van Patten was on that show, which is kind of funny because he was uh, he played uh, King Roland in Spaceballs. Yeah. And he also died earlier this year. Yeah. Who was originally supposed supposed to play Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Robotuner. Uh-huh. Tom Selleck. Yes. Hey, that kind of looks like Tom Selleck. <laughs> okay. Come in on. Superman, what did Jimmy Olsen drop in the Hoover Dam? Robotuner? Special K. Oh, okay. Uh, his virginity? His camera. <laughs> Kenneth, you're correct. <laughs> Special his, K. His virginity? <laughs> no, not his virginity. <laughs> he, did, he still has that. <laughs> All right, so it's two to two now, you guys. All right, so let's make this one a tiebreaker. Okay. Wrap this shit up so I can play with my Y-Wing. Grant Goodie played in T.J. Hooker. Oh, did he really? <sighs> yeah. He was a young cop? The younger cop? Yeah. 1983. Wow. I never would have guessed. There's another crossover right there. Six degrees of Grant Goodie. All right, hold on. I'm trying you to find one? the best one. I'm okay. trying to find the best one. Okay. Do, 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 do. Shove it, Trebek. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Mm. What was the dog's name in Smokey and the Bandit? <sighs> no, I, I'm out on this one. Whose dog? The, the, I thought there was two of them. I don't know. We'll name them both. The truck driver's dog, his name was... Crap. I can't remember. Special K Randolph? No. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. One more, one more. All right. What was the dog's name? Fred. Fred, yeah. 
I can I can picture him saying Fred now. All right. Um. Hold on. Okay. What was the name of the monster that attacked Luke in the trash compactor in Star Wars? Oh. This is one of the few that I don't have memorized, damn it. Hmm. I remember what he looked like, and he was also made a reappearance in the Dark Forces first FPS game. Special K. Mm-hmm. Diagnoga? That is correct. Oh. Kenneth, you are the winner. I bet you cheated and looked I it up. I bet you cheated, too. Did not? Yes, you did. I did not. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Oh well. Well, somebody had to. But somebody oh, had to break so the tie. So, so <laughs> Matt is smart enough to just know it, but Ken's got to look it up or cheat somehow. Come on, you, you waited too long. You waited no, too long. I was waiting to see if Matt could get it. Well, okay. <laughs> no. All right. Somebody had to break the tie. So does that mean Kenneth beat me this week? Yep. He stumped the RoboTuner legitimately. Well, that's questionable at this point because he's not here for us to prove. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right. God, well, you messed with somebody one time, and now you're just known as the cheater. <laughs> you're not going to live that down with me for a long time, man. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. All right, well, let's call it into this debacle. Uh, thanks for listening once again. And as always, if you want to be a guest, you can drop me a line at Fujiwa at RoboTunerPodcast.com. If you won't have any bad jokes that you want to street, send them to Kenneth, special K at RoboTunerPodcast.com. Or if you have any trivia, send them to Shelly, Sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I, at RoboTunerPodcast.com. Or you can also and you can also follow us on Facebook, follow us on, twi- on Twitter at RoboTunerIP. You can call and leave a voicemail like the two that we read off tonight by call- dialing 682-325-1696. Till then, check out all these other dudes we support. The Jerry Jonestown Massacre. The Funky Town Podcast. Why did you say it so loud? He was excited. I know. He's like, I got to say it. <laughs> the Digital Frustrations Network, which only consists of three programs at this point. Um, Retro Warriors. Um, Rockin' Dudes. Um, Bropocalypse. And up until recently, We the Gamer. Uh, we the Gamer has been canceled. Um, we also got Trade Paper Hacks, The Intoxicated Gamer, Primal Vision Pod Podcast, Epic PodQuest, and Raise a Glass Podcast. Until then, we're out of here, folks. See you next week, bitches. Red pants. Send all praises, critiques, and death threats to Fujiwa at RoboTunerPodcast.com. That's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at RoboTunerPodcast.com. Copyright 2015, Fujiwa Entertainment. All rights reserved.